Now, the main thing that we're doing at the moment is we've established a culture committee within the company. So previously, we would have sent out lots of surveys to really kind of like gauge people's opinion when it comes to how they want the office to be run, what we stand for, how, how the happiness team can kind of support them. But what we've been doing recently is empowering the actual company themselves to come up with the policies um, that are really kind of important to them and the benefits that are important to them. You're listening to the Wellness Warrior at Work podcast by Hika. In this space, we share real, practical and eye-opening stories and advice from human-focused leaders who've put employee health at the center of their organizations. We discuss everything from engagement and motivation to mental and emotional health so that you have the tools and inspiration you need to make a real impact on your employees' well-being. So whether your challenge is getting leader buy-in, a low budget, or navigating a global crisis, this podcast will show you that you're not alone and that nurturing a culture where everyone is happy and healthy at work is possible. So let's get to work. Grab a pen and paper, find a comfy sofa, and let's start designing the wellness-focused culture you've dreamed about. This is the Wellness Warriors at Work podcast. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wellness Warriors at Work, a podcast by Hika. Now, we know that at these times, it can get tricky to find the right strategies to motivate your team and create a positive working culture. But if you've been looking for inspiration, then you're in for a treat today. Our guest is Seb Brandl, the development coach at Social Chain, a global social media agency. We discuss how Social Chain is using coaching to support employee mental health and how this has been adapted since COVID to fit people's current needs. Seb shares the initiatives being used to keep employees feeling happy and fulfilled and the key challenges which Social Chain has had to overcome recently. I love how practical and inspirational this interview is, and I promise that after listening, you'll be able to go off and do something, even a small thing, which has a real impact on the health of your employees. So let's dive in. Thank you so much for being here, Seth. It's great to have you today. Thank you. Thanks so much. Um, you obviously work um, at Social Chain and helping employees with their mental health. So... How, how are you supporting them at this time and how have you had to adapt it in terms of COVID and, you know, the newly announced lockdown? I know there's a lot of, like, a lot packed into those questions, so feel free to break <laughs> no, it down. Fine. Absolutely. And, you know, this is so exciting for me to be a development coach for a company such as Social Chain, which is so dynamic and young and fast-paced and exciting and you know, the great thing about coaching is that it really supports people in terms of boosting their motivation, minimizing their stress levels, helping them um, develop a bit more of a work-life balance and those kinds of things. But coaching tends to be very much focused around goals and planning sort of for the future, whether that's kind of long-term goals that then have short-term stepping stone goals that get them to that point um it tends to be very future focused and i think you're right in saying what you said about the times that we're in right now in covid it's having such an impact because i think what we need to be more mindful of 
is trying to understand how our employees are feeling in this very moment and really helping them with the tools to kind of not only understand themselves, but understand the world that we're in, how they can adapt. And it's more, I'd say, short term in terms of the focus. So it's really about nurturing people and their own self-development and their own self-awareness, um, you know, helping them develop more emotional intelligence, more resilience, to really understand how they can flourish in this moment and maybe put less pressure on them in terms of the long-term focus. I'd say that's how we've adapted. Yeah, no, I completely agree in terms of the importance of just having something that they can go on and apply today when they get back home, you know, after, after work or even within work, something really practical, because that's kind of um, what people are looking for at the moment. And in terms of um, kind of the wider culture and people as a whole, what else have you done at Social Change to help employees um, be feeling happy and fulfilled? Yeah, well, we, we've, uh, we've always been known for kind of supporting with people with their happiness, you know, and uh, in actual fact, our people and culture team is called the happiness team because that's kind of our mission to really support people with that. And there's not only me as a development coach, but there's also a happiness manager, there's a well-being manager, um, and obviously our HR director and also our recruitment manager as well. So we all kind of come together to help support support the team with that. Now, the main thing that we're doing at the moment is we've established a culture committee within the company. So previously, we would have sent out lots of surveys to really kind of like gauge people's opinion when it comes to how they want the office to be run, what we stand for, how, how the happiness team can kind of support them. But what we've been doing recently is empowering the actual company themselves to come up with the policies um, that are really kind of important to them and the benefits that are important to them. So we established this culture committee a few weeks ago and we've been meeting with them and they're, they're like um, completely reflective of the business. So we've got people from all different departments that are coming together to really ensure that everybody's voice is heard um, and currently we're talking about the benefits package for our employees because the the average age of the company has evolved quite a lot over recent years as we've grown we've taken on more senior people and that means that we are the, sorry the team are starting to think more about the choices that they're making in life, moving into new houses, settling down with partners, having children, those kinds of things. So all of a sudden, our kind of benefits package and what we want to support people within their life is actually changing quite a lot. And out of this meeting that we've had recently with the Culture Committee, we started talking to people potentially about fertility support and about helping them with adoption and also, um, you know, considering wellness packages such as the ones that HECA offer, as opposed to just straightforward kind of healthcare and things like that. So it's really kind of been empowering for the team to think about their lives 
and how it fits with social chain and how we can really support them develop a package that is unique to the individual and I think that's the important thing here is one size doesn't fit all for people anymore and I think the more choice that we can give people to kind of tailor their packages and their support system to their needs the better really. I absolutely love everything you just said. <laughs> I think our world would be so different if every company was doing that um, to support their employees. Um, yeah. Like quality of life would improve so much. And just from what you said, I wanted to like highlight two points which I really liked. And that was first, um, really ensuring that, that there is inclusion and making like the committees you mentioned just representative of the different ages, stages of life, um, you know, every single person in, at the company, which sometimes we forget and we kind of simply choose an offering for the company as a whole, you know, most people are this age um, and not really realize that, okay, even if they are of a similar age, they're at different stages of their life they have different needs preferences so that is truly awesome and also what you mentioned about asking employees um we recently actually did a survey and it showed like there's this big gap between what companies offer and what com what employees actually want so it's mm. always about going back to them what do you need what do you what would make a difference for your life, especially at these times when everything seems to be changing. So maybe yeah. what I wanted one month ago isn't really what I need now. So exactly. that's, that's amazing. Congratulations on that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. And I think the, the word that really springs to mind as well is fairness. You know, it's about fairness and making sure that you're not eyeballing the person next to you and thinking, why are they entitled to this? And I'm not just because of the type of person that they are. You know, and, and that brings a sense of togetherness for the team as well, because they're sort of, they're in it together, creating something that's really important for them. So, yeah, I'm glad you recognize the benefit in that. <laughs> yes, perfect. Creating like the conditions for, for them to thrive, right? To be at their full potential. That's good. Yeah. Um, so what do you see as the key challenges in terms of addressing mental health in the world we're living in at the moment? Oh, gosh, that's a big question. I mean, I think if I can approach it in the way of taking our kind of employees and whose social chain are into account. So I, I think I mentioned it before, but we're very much used to having a glass ceiling where anything is possible, moving at such a pace. It's a dynamic company. We're known for generating ideas really fast and really powerful ideas that then come to life really quickly and I guess the message that this has given the team and the people that work there is that we can do anything we're fast-paced we're ever-changing we the sky's the limit we can do whatever we set out to do and and that's the real kind of positive ethos I guess that we've established over there um, but obviously now the way that things are the setup for work means that that sense of connection to your employees to help deliver this exciting work is is under real real pressure so the pressure for us really is how to maintain the motivation for the team and that sense of connectivity to what 
social change stands for and our ethos and how we kind of maintain that. And I guess, you know, there's some things such as, you know, we have, we have great um, like sessions that we host for the company uh, again, through Zoom, which, you know, everyone's talking about Zoom gloom at the moment, but we try and make these things as exciting as we possibly can. And we have creative sessions on a Friday where people can really share the dynamic and amazing work that they've created. And then we also have Monday mentions that enables us to kind of like shout out about specific people who have made a really significant contribution to the business, especially in this kind of time that we're in. And that creates a real kind of sense of togetherness and maintains that spirit. But I think certainly as someone who's come from the media and marketing world, which generally operates at quite a pace, it's really, really hard to maintain that pace and that energy. It's like the energy is sort of like slipping. So how do we kind of, how do we create that energy for people that helps bolster that motivation? That's really an ongoing challenge, I would say. Yes, when everything seems to just slow down and be uncertain, it's really about how to maintain that like positivity and like spirits high for the entire team. So I, I agree that's also an obstacle we're seeing in various of our partners. Um, yeah. So simply to finalize and close, what is one thing that people could start doing to take care of their own mental health? Oh, um, do I, can I only have one thing? Can I maybe quickly mention a couple of others as well? Yes, that is, that is allowed. <laughs> okay, so the first thing that I would say, and some of these are things that we know already, but my own reasoning behind these things is, for a start, to get yourself outside when you can. I'm big into hiking, and I love climbing climbing hills and mountains and seeing views in front of me. And what I've noticed is that if I have something on my mind, something weighing on my mind, as soon as you take yourself into the wide open world and you see like a vast expanse of world in front of you, what that does is it minimizes you and your sense of self and the problems that sit within your mind um, because in front of you, you see something so majestic and so much bigger than you are that all of a sudden those things don't seem as important to you anymore. And I think if you can, whilst you're outside, be a bit more mindful in the moment. So taking in the, you know, the breeze that you feel on, the, on your skin, the nature that you see around you the autumnal leaves that are falling from the trees, all these types of things, if you notice them, it just kind of grounds you in that moment a little bit more. So that's the first thing that I would say. The second thing is um, kind of journaling or, or not, you don't necessarily have to write a diary entry. I think when people hear journaling, they automatically think, oh God, but I haven't got time to write a big long piece of prose or whatever before I go to bed. But in actual fact, you don't have to do that. Even if you don't like writing, you could just log a score of how you're feeling for that day and send it to yourself on your phone. 
And then over the course of the weeks, you start to see patterns in the scores and how you're feeling. And what we often see is that if someone is having a bad time or they're feeling down or, or low or whatever, sometimes that can take over how they feel in general. And they, they almost, um, that dictates how, how they are generally feeling when, when in actual fact, it was just a moment in time. So the importance of journaling is to see over a period of weeks when it was that you were actually feeling low, because in actual fact, it's probably just a small moment in what was otherwise a very productive and happy space of time. So, and as, in, in line with that, the other thing that I think is also important is to make note of your wins, the things that were good, how you were feeling, if it was great, why was it great? the small things that you achieved, even if they seem insignificant, make a note of them because many of us are drawn to the negatives and putting ourselves down, maybe because we don't match up to our expectations. But in actual fact, if you start logging the positives in your life, you'll start to feel a lot more gratitude. And gratitude is such an important thing for where we are right now because it grounds us in the moment and it enables us to just get a little bit of perspective before we move forward again. Yeah, and I what I love is that what connects kind of all the ideas you just mentioned is simply, you know, gaining perspective, seeing the bigger picture, you know, with nature and seeing trends in your journaling, as well as just recording your wins. It kind of allows you to step out from a specific moment and just, you know, kind of consider everything from, from a different perspective. So I really think that is hugely valuable. Thank you so much. No um, yes, and overall, thank you so much for, for being here, for sharing your, your insights, your experience and the great things you guys are doing at Social Chain. It's so like inspiring to see um, companies and individuals going to like doing the sorts of things you are doing to really support employees and make a real impact on their lives. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Alicia. That was great. Thanks. That was Seb Randall, the development coach at Social Chain. If you enjoyed our conversation, make sure you subscribe and stay tuned for more interviews with wellness warriors at work.